Again, free thinkers, welcome back to the Free Thought Project podcast. My name is Jason Bassler, and joining me is the Free Thought Project editor in chief Matt Agarist and the Free Thought Project contributor Don Vi Jr. Well, guys, today we put together an emergency podcast after our guest last week canceled. But lucky for you all, we got a very interesting guest to join us, almost by happenstance. Our guest this week is Maj Ture. This is actually Maj's third time on the podcast, but the tone was a bit different this time, I guess you could say. Maj was fired up, and uh, rightfully so. In this episode, we ventured into the depths of the liberty movement to address a very real concern about our community and uh, some of its shortcomings. Now, as Maj pointed out throughout the show... This really stems from a place of love and concern because we could just envision so much more if we had a little more focus, cohesiveness, and organization. So let's call this episode the Liberty Tough Love episode. And uh, of course, some of you might not want to hear it, but it definitely needs to be said. Now guys, if you enjoyed this episode, check out the previous two episodes we recorded with Maj. Now, also, guys, I wanted to mention I published a new book at jasonbassler.com called Three Ways to Prepare for CBDCs. Now, I'm sure you're already familiar with the monumental threat that digital currencies pose, so I won't get into that now, but it is the time to prepare. Okay, guys, so check it out. Go to jasonbassler.com for that. But otherwise, buckle up and prepare yourself because uh, here is our fiery interview with the great Maj Ture. What's up, Maj? Thanks for joining us today and uh, welcome back to the show. I think this is your third time joining us now and uh, you're certainly becoming a regular (laughs) The last time we talked in December of last year, uh, we talked about censorship, false flags, and a new American revolution and what that could look like. Uh, today, we have you back on because last week I was watching an Instagram live you were doing, and you asked anyone with a social media platform to reach out to you so you could maybe talk about some things and, and maybe get some things that were weighing on your mind off your chest. So, you know, we usually have a few questions prepared going into these interviews. Uh, but I think this one will be a little bit more free-flowing, maybe a little bit more fluent. And uh, yeah, we're interested in hearing the latest plans you have and the, the latest goals you have for uh, Black Guns Matter and your Solutionary Center in Philadelphia. Uh, in my opinion, you are one of the hardest working activists in the liberty movement, and uh, you never really seem to slow down, man. So usually we start the podcast with a question for our guest, but I'll flip that back on you. What's on your mind, dude? How have you been? And uh, what topics are we going to get into today? Um, we are going to get into the apathy of the liberty community. And All I right. say that I want everybody to be clear. <clears throat> I say this from a very bitter, grumpy, um, 
unhappy um, and maybe maybe a little self-centered place. Um, I say this because you're right. We have been going full steam with Black Guns Matter and Solutionary Center for some time now. And uh, as much as the Liberty community, and I, I want to say this as uh, from a perspective of some people are older than me, so little brother. Some people are younger than me, big brother, family member, tough love conversation. I've watched so many people from the so-called conservative movement. And, and I say so-called conservative because a lot of those people pretend to be conservative, and they're actually not. Con there's, there's, there's genuine overlap in some areas between a conser actual conservatism. What we're calling conservatives like the founding fathers, right? Outside of their blatant contradiction of slavery. But those guys were very limited government. We, we are now calling those men uh, extremists. And the people that are being passed off as conservatives are, you know, people like, uh, it's, a, it's a list of them. I mean, there's guys that are literally advocating for the government to tell the American people what they can own and cannot own. And I'm watching these guys with no actual work, no community work, and I'm watching us fall victim to slick marketing. I'm watching us ignore hard workers like uh, King Randall down in Albany, Georgia, who's, who's under 25, 26, 27 years old, and, and, and bought an entire school where he raises young men. It's called the X for Boys. And he hasn't raised a million dollars. He has an entire facility where he does everything for these young men. And I'm watching people travel over, say, America first, and then travel over to Israel and pretend like that's all of that aid going there is somehow okay while they complain about Ukraine. And I watch people um, continue to give these guys their support while there's real people doing real work, America, liberty. And this does not mean disparage everyone else. This means live what you say you are. And so I'm watching this, and then in the midst of me seeing this while doing the work, I catch a gun case. I catch a gun charge in Philadelphia, possession of a firearm. Now, obviously, the Hicks decision in the state of Pennsylvania already clarifies that I, everyone knows I do not have a license to carry, but the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. And even in the state of Pennsylvania, Article 1, Section 21 says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be questioned. If you're not aware, I was doing a Tom Woods uh, podcast behind his subscriber wall and put outside in North Philly and police jumped out, pointed a gun on me and asked me questions and I ignored them and I had a firearm. So I'm, fi I'm actively fighting an open firearm case. And in the midst of all of this, I've watched organizations and, I, and I'm going to be very clear. I, I don't have any animosity towards these organizations and there's probably some stuff that we could do in the future unless what I'm saying about them right now will be too much for them. But I watch organizations like USCCA have an op have do all of the support with Tim Kennedy, who's who's advocated for people under the age of 21 and not have the right to keep and bear arms, right? I've seen Tim Kennedy after I catch this case reach out to me and say, "Hey, man, if there's anything that I can do to help you," and then disappear. I see people say stuff with no, and then I and I recognize this and I say. You guys, I, am, I have consistently done work for the Second Amendment community, for the Liberty community, and I'm just baffled and amazed at watching how many people in these organizations and things of that.
will continue to just fall in line with no actual skin in the game. And I'm not knocking these organizations. I'm telling us our tactics are wrong. When you're getting behind a Matt Walsh who's advocated for caning petty-level thieves, who's, who's identified himself as an authoritarian, who's jumped on YouTube and attacked me, that does no, absolutely no work. Every time it has something to do with brown people, black people, guys like Matt Walsh jump out there and attack when at the same time these people will say, we don't see color. You have guys like that that will advocate, oh, Americans shouldn't own pit bulls. These, these are the type of disgusting authoritarian takes that I've watched. And I was just mums the word, kind of quiet about it, kind of saying things here and there. But then when I catch this case, and I see how so many people and organizations and media outlets are not liberty-based, are not conservative. You have a safe company. I have one of their safes called Liberty. You cooperated with the state when you did not have to and gave up the private information of one of your safe owners because the government said we got a warrant to question this guy about January 6th. And you just gave them the code to his safe. This is a disgusting space that we're in. Then we look at all of the financial benefit of all of these guys that do zero for liberty. Zero. They get behind microphones and they talk. And I get it. Exposing certain things is great. But that comes at a price. So I got to question that when every time I turn around, you're creating a racial divide by every time that mass media says this is what black people do. I watched, I watched uh, Elijah Schaefer. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not knocking any of these people directly. I'm saying the tactics are weak and they're not liberty. They're not unifying. They're divisive. I watched Elijah Schaefer, who I follow and he follows me. I don't know Elijah directly. But one of his tweets a few days ago, or maybe yesterday, said, why do all of the, because it was a video of Sexy Red in Detroit or something like that, or maybe New York at a football game. Now, obviously, she's ratchet. There's a, there's, a, there's a segment of the population that's into that. But what Elijah said in his tweet was, why is it that black people, where when they get money, they, they, buy, they buy gaudy jewelry, and the worst clothes and so forth and so on. And why do black people emulate it? And in that tweet I, I articulated, I said, well, actually, the gaudy shit has happened since the Victorian era in Europe. So this is not something that's and, and I know tons of white dudes that live in trailer parks that got that big tricked out uh, pickup truck with Pap's blue ribbon. And still throwing money and doing all these, that's not isolated to black folk. And, and my question there is, are we about unity of all Americans? Are we actually trying to get behind the people doing the work? Or are we going to like just continue to make one group of people like try to paint them as an underclass while pretending we're conservative or libertarian? And the actual people that are actually doing the work, now Elijah doesn't fall into this category, because I don't know Elijah like that, but I mean the people like Matt Walsh that don't do any work in the community, none, zero. Zero. Always got something negative to say about urban demographics, but do no work in and for that community. Right. But then we'll say, oh, I don't see race or say uh, it's against the left. These are the spaces hasn't helped with Second Amendment, has advocated for more authoritarian positions, create divisive talking points on social media just to boost their engagement. This is disgusting. This is not extreme leftists. These are not extreme leftists. These are people pretending to be about freedom, conservative values, and liberty. 
And that's kind of what I want to talk about. And the head, it comes to a head when, and I'll get on my gun companies and gun community as well. I am by far one of the most prominent and powerful Second Amendment advocates and activists in America. That's without a doubt. That's not an arrogant statement. That's based on the work. The work that we've done with Black Guns Matter all across the country for six, maybe seven years now. I'll co-sign on that. Huh? I'll co-sign on that. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll catch this case. And who's shown up? I'll, I'll, I'll give out who's shown up. A handful of, uh, you know, folks. Phoenix Ammo jumped out there a bit. You know, um, huge shouts to Justin and Phoenix Ammo. But all of these other organizations, I spoke to some folks over at uh, uh, Firearms Policy Coalition. But you would think that after, and maybe they don't know. Let me argue against my own point first. Maybe they don't know. But if they don't know, now they do. I caught a possession charge in the city of Philadelphia where the Hicks decision, which is the mere presence of a firearm does not justify probable cause for law enforcement officers. I am not I do not have to engage with law enforcement officers that are asking me questions. This has all been recorded. Tom Woods has the recording. Fortunately, Tom Woods said I'll hold off on it until, you know, we see what's up. But not one Second Amendment organization says, hell yeah, we're going to jump out there. We're going to help you fight this criminal case and we're going to help sue for the civil suit. Not one. Not one. So I'm used to going it alone and I'm used to dealing with the Second Amendment community from a let me generate the energy for the for the for the hood that the Second Amendment Amendment community by and large has ignored until Black Guns Matter showed up. But it's just a huge, not even for selfish purposes, did organizations jump out there and go, we'll help. We'll do the case pro bono. We'll jump out there just for the possibility that this shapes a precedent. And we can, hey, Maj, can you just promote us for a year or two after we do the case? There was, there has been nothing. And now I completely understand when certain people that I knew said to me, man, yo, those Second Amendment organizations, they only with you as you're talking about the shit that they're talking about. Yep. But they've disappeared. And I'm going to be fine. I'm gonna st- the people have always had our back. So I want to be clear about that. I'm not attacking. Let me, let me name some guys that have helped over the years because I, I don't want that to get overshadowed by the folks that have helped. These are two separate conversations. Huge shouts to Brownells. Huge shouts to Next Level Training uh, uh, Cert Pistols. Huge shouts to uh, Firearms Policy Coalition for donating over the years. Huge shouts to... Uh, uh, Sonny Johnson, huge shouts to the Free Thought Project, huge shouts to Curtis Schoon and Schoon TV, huge shouts to Lawrence Jones. And, I, and, and, and I'll remember more names as this goes on. But what I'm saying is these organizations will snatch some of the talking points. I've reached out to folks from USCCA twice. They've done, I mean, they've helped. Let me be clear, huge shouts to them when they have donated. They were sponsors of the Solutionary Summit a few years back. But we, I'm, as, as you guys, as brother, as a leader in this movement, as, a, as an American, as a human, I'm telling you guys, this is why we lose. This is why anti-gunners are beating the shit out of us. Because when the shit hits the fan, we the Homer Simpson meme. We fading in the black instead of stepping forward and going, yo, how can we put some resources, energy, attention and, 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 and support to these situations. This is why people like Malcolm X died penniless. This is why activists is so easy. I, I, I understand why Tim Kennedy would say something anti-gun. I understand. 
Because this, if you look like maybe there's some, you can get some sweet corporate deals from some of these leftists or these companies that will do anti-gun shit, even though they're pro, so, so-called pro-gun companies. I understand it. I understand why it's easier to look like you're, you're willing or be saying things that are compromising because you get the bag that way. This is why we are losing. And I'm just fed up with him. I, I, I have been offered by the city of Philadelphia. And this ain't about everybody getting on Twitter and adding this Philadelphia government officials. It's not about that. Because if we had $10 million in our war chest, they would even handle us differently from the gate. But what I'm saying is, so I don't want everybody to go do that. That's nothing. That's just highlighting attention that does not generate resources, does not generate power for our movement. So I want to be clear about that, right? But when you have uh, the city of Philadelphia, district, attorney office, uh, district attorney's office, offered me six months in jail. I declined it. I'm taking it to trial. I have no idea how much these attorney fees for a trial are going to be. But meanwhile, meanwhile, the girl brick faced, the girl that lied and pretended like some dude smacked her in the face with a brick in one, two days raised over $40,000 with a sob story. This is why America is fucking failing. Not just me. Not just me. We will put all the... Why, why on earth is the Free Thought Project not reposted in every libertarian, so-called conservative, every freedom person's perspective? Once a day, why don't you repost something to your stories on social media from the Free Thought Project? Forget Maj for a second. <laughs> These are the things, like, what the fuck, guys? The fucking America that we know it. The direction that it's going. You have governors of entire states saying, fuck my oath to the Constitution in New Mexico. New Mexico I'm yeah. going to take it to court and see if my oath is constitutional or not. Now, let me let me say like something about that, that case right there, because I've been following uh, Grisham's band since she did it on the 8th. And there was a massive revolt and and people like uh, of outcrying and and people who blatantly disregarded and didn't comply like that next that very next day. You know, hundreds of people went and defied the order and open carried and disobeyed the law immediately. And um and I saw that as an amazing thing. And I think we need more of that. You know, I think we need, uh, you know, far more disobedience and and resistance to to things like this. And it, and now if you look at it, she's on the defensive. She's backtracking. She's in a corner now, like releasing all of it and saying, oh, well, now you just can't have them in um, in parks and playgrounds, which is the case already. So, um, you know, because because she's getting fucking hammered. Right. She's getting sued from every which way by left and right, because it was just such a a brazen disregard for the constitution and you know, the, the second amendment in particular, and she put a target on her head and, and it made people revolt. And I, I gotta say I, with, that's the type of shit that, that will, you know, bring back like any type of freedom if we have a hope for it. And, but see, this is the thing, 100%, because this is what I challenged everybody to do. 100%. What the folks in New Mexico did was 100% correct in galvanizing around that. The fact that it has to it has to get to those that's an extreme scenario. She and she was definitely rolling the dice. Mm -hmm. 100%. We have to be in a space the 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 framework of this place 
is you should be afraid to even say that as an elected official. You should be afraid. I can't say, not only afraid, but hell no, I'm not saying that. Why would I say that? That's not what my job is. Huge shout to Sheriff Allen. I think his name is John Allen over in Bernalillo uh, County over there. Who said, no, we're not enforcing that and explained exactly why. This needs to be the standard. I just, I just got a text from Brandon Combs from uh, Firearms Policy Coalition. I want to be clear, too. When I'm being critical, I'm not being critical of, I'm challenging everyone to do more. And just like Rahm Emanuel said, I don't want to let, and, and I don't mean the way that he said it. Context is key. I got to clarify the context. When he said, don't let a good tragedy go to waste, right? He meant in a sense of, let's utilize tragedies, death to try to maximize on pushing legislation that's anti-freedom. But that logic of when these extremes happen, we 100% should be on board to say, damn, my phone is on 2%. I don't know how this is happening. We should 100% be on board saying, hey, there are things that are wrong. And these things that are wrong, um, we should be handling them. I I want to be clear about that. Hey, guys, if, if my phone disconnects, I'll call right back, just in case. Okay. Because um, it's, it's on 2%, and I don't know how if I'm plugged into the thing. But anyway, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that we should not, we don't galvanize at certain points. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we have to do more consistently every day. Our backs are against the wall if we're just relying on the judges to make decisions when the framework is already what it is. We shouldn't, a a SCOTUS decision, number one, the Supreme Court got, years ago, eons ago, got the Dred Scott decision wrong. They got it wrong initially. They, They said that what they said about the Dred Scott decision, black men have no rights that white men are bound to respect. That was a Supreme Court decision as well. The Supreme Courts can get it wrong again. If we're already relying on the Supreme Court for these things, right? We're already failing. And when we have our biggest and best and brightest, again, take because I don't want people to make this wrong about, not you guys, but I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I'll be fine. If worse comes to worse, I'll stop doing this work and I'll open a dispensary. I'm really good at selling weed. I'm really good at it. And I'll make $10 million and everything will be well. But with that being the case, right, that doesn't change the fact that America's going in a direction. We have to do more. Take me out of the equation. Use, I'm going to say it, use Free Thought Project as the equation. Why the fuck isn't the Free Thought Project an everyday endeavor for every single person that says they are about freedom. Why? Because we're complacent and we're yeah. comfortable until there's, there's no preparation. It's after the fact. And the after the fact logic is why we're losing. Why, it, it shouldn't take me getting on here risking sounding like a bitter baby mom for people to, you know, for people to stand up. This is supposed to be an everyday thing, and I'm just tired of it. 
I'm tired of seeing lesser men that are advocating for the exact opposite of what the founders stood for have a windfall of support. There is absolutely no reason why Brandon Tatum should have a million YouTube subscribers. And yes, I'm going to name names. I don't care about how many subscribers they have in that sense. I'm saying, what is wrong with you guys when you are supposedly conservatives and you're championing someone that's like, I'm pro-gun, but back the blue. That is a walking contradiction. Right. Period. And, and, and wh why we're being so afraid to blatantly and passionately say this, because we don't want to offend our political connections. Your political connections are wrong if they force you to silence things. If you have to boost your algorithm by saying potentially bigoted and biased things and being kind of vaguely racist, you're wrong. Your principles are wrong. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and uh, co-sign on on this with you here, Maj. And you're expressing a lot of the same things that I've been frustrated about as well. Uh, I, I've seen this clear as day uh, over the past decade now. You know, next month will be a decade. The Free Thought Project has been around. And I, I've said this on several you know interviews. There's been several waves that have come since uh, the Ron Paul era which is fine, you know, but what has happened is that a lot of these people who have become more popular influencers have learned how to game the system of social media, right? They learned how to cherry pick information for their echo chambers, and they've grown these huge audiences by doing so. They're not out in the streets like you are. They're not doing the work. And, you know, to be fair, you know, the Free Thought Project has been, you know, mostly a journalistic endeavor for us as well. So, you know, we're not necessarily out on the streets as well, but we're at least trying to stay consistent to the principles of liberty, right? And unfortunately, you know, we always hear this, this quote, liberty is popular. Well, it is popular, but you know, what's even more popular right now is these culture wars and people like Matt Walsh, and I'm glad that you brought him up, know how to cherry pick certain information. And don't get me wrong, there might be elements of truth to it, but they know how to get their base riled up with this type of information that, you know, usually has a very biased uh, perspective attached to it. So to me, there is this movement that of libertarians who don't even really understand the full potential of libertarian principle. And what they've done is they've attached themselves to a lot of these conservative right wing talking points. And that seems to be a really popular place right now for libertarians. I don't know exactly why, but yeah, I I'm right there with you, Maj. You know, there was a point where the Free Thought Project was espousing these types of uh, principles and this type of information that people found very valuable, whether it be the shift in kind of the ecosystem, you know, within the liberty movement or the, the social media censorship. It's really hard to put your finger on it, but it's clear that something has changed. And I think a lot of it is, is that entertainment value that people want. It's that tribalistic mentality that, oh, well, he's, you know, this influencer is talking about my team, so therefore I should support him. And unfortunately, you know, it, that tends to get more engagement than people who are speaking the hard truths. That, that's, that, that's because there's more unaware, stupid people. And I, when I say stupid, I don't mean that in a degrading way. I'll, I'll say a better word. There's, there's a lot of ignorant people. That's why we have to be more critical of the people. Listen, you can't say you're about conservatism and advocate for government overreach. It is a contradiction. Where I am being critical is, okay, maybe the general public isn't aware of that conservatism is supposed to mean the individual and limited government. But if you are a person that advocates that it has a popular um, platform, 
and you're saying authoritarian things, the people that know better, like us, have to say it. Yeah. I don't have a problem saying it. You are saying authoritarian shit, Matt Walsh. That is not conservative. You don't like pit bulls, and it's such a it's such it sounds so silly. You don't like pit bulls. You think they're aggressive. Cool. Well, there's other people that have millions of people in America and across the country that have pit bulls as pets, and they're not just running around attacking people, period. So you thinking that, oh, it's libertarian midwit stuff that you, that of course, there's going to be laws that tell us what we can't own. That is not the founding documentation and, and basic principles of America. The people that know better are supposed to call that person out, and we are not. We are not. Because we don't want to look like we're offending our so-called side. Yep. That's not your side. You're, that, that person is protect, They're grifting. They're utilizing something that seems to be popular at the moment, kind of watering it down. That's like this dude I heard. He was debating, uh, 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 I think it was uh, Clint from uh, Liberty Lockdown. And he called himself a libertarian socialist. <laughs> like... Like that's wrong. That there's there's there's. Uh, I get it. Your your objective. Now you can be more left leaning. Like hey, if there's going to be a little bit of government, at least that government should try to help people that are in the worst off conditions. I can understand that, but that's called philanthropy. That's that exists without socialism, right? And so I get. I mean, even if it's not government related, I get it. You want limited government, and if there is any type of government, it should be helping the people. There's a way to articulate that, but that ain't socialism. It's not. It's not. Socialism is the redistribution of damn wealth. It's like saying you're a libertarian communist. No, no, <laughs> no. We're supposed to actively say if I if I don't articulate uh, the conversation around reparations, because guys got upset with me about that conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. If I don't articulate what that actually means. Ah, I think we lost him. Damn. I don't know, guys. What do you think about this? He said he only had 2% left, but he was going to call us back. Like, how, how, how does that, that happen? Possible? Yeah, how are we going to be able to do that? <laughs> I'm, glad he, I'm glad he's addressing this, though. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of this stuff, like, needs to be said. And it's like nobody wants to be that person who says it. Because, yeah, like he said, you don't want to sound like a whiny bitch or whatever. But, like, yeah, yeah. I, I do see... I don't know. It seems like we're more susceptible to distractions now. And, like, oh, yeah. all this well, celebrity... Was that was one of the Dude, big points yeah. that I was going to make was um, I, it, it's definitely like, as you can see, like the, the conversation has really started to sort of pick up since TikTok became a thing where it's like, you see people's attention spans getting shorter and shorter to accommodate that sort of TikTok 15 second video clip format. But I was um, sort of having that same position before it became popular to have that position uh, analyzing just sort of the social as or uh, the, the, um, the aspects of social media affecting actual society and seeing that the way that the attention spans of the people have now gravitated towards this, uh, basically it's, it's like this, this, uh, incredible distraction that that's like, it's a constant, it's like a constant distraction. And we're seeing the way that social media has sort of wrapped itself around the minds of, of society and obviously we know it's shut off their critical thinking sort of aspect for, for, for a bit. Um, but it's made people so fucking apathetic because they view the world through a screen rather than actually 
going out to to accumulate and acquire that actual real world life experience and they think that everything that they or they think that reality is what that they see through these screens when we know for a fact from the whistleblowers and the documents that have come out that is the absolute opposite they specifically utilize and game these algorithms to fuck with people psychologically to the most extreme degree. Yeah, I agree, dude. And it's, there's, it serves up these identityless people, an identity that they grip onto and can't let go. And then they're unable to think critically once they are in that, you know, that identity that feels good to them. And, and so they, they forgive things like, everything that Trump did, you know, like, the, right, right. like these ostensible pro second amendment folks who were supporting Trump and still are supporting Trump, mm-hmm. even though, you know, he called for the removal of due process. He was a pro, he was an advocate of red flag gun laws. He actually, he did more to fucking attack gun rights than Obama did. He banned right. a fucking gun part, yeah. you know, successfully. And, 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 yeah, really and, and people are unable to see outside of their own little tunnel vision. And if you try to go mention that to people, dude, they don't, like yeah. so many Trump supporters won't even acknowledge that he did that. Exactly. Like they, they, it's a mental block in their head that they, they can't fucking see it. That's and the crazy thing about it. That's one yeah. of the one, that's one of the crazy things about it is that there's actually I have a friend of mine, very intelligent guy. Um, obviously he's very uh, conservative, right leaning. He's a former Green Beret. Um, you know he's like up there intelligence wise. He's really smart. Obviously you got to be to be an SF. Um, and, you know, he's a big time Trump supporter. And just last night I saw him post a meme that's like, uh, of, of Trump's face and it says, I still trust this man more than anyone in D.C. And I just want to say, but why when it is demonstrable that you should not? He's the like there's this Mussolini aspect to Trump. And right now he has the support to. And I do believe that ve- many of his supporters would support a military coup by Trump. Yeah. And I know that like the January 6th stuff was kind of clown showish, you know, that most of them were soccer moms and they were just pissed off. But they did have a a small handful of those folks that were there with, you know, fucking zip ties and they were about to take prisoners and shit. And mm-hmm. and they were going to do it. They, they not like all of Congress. Right. They were going to go take over just a couple like their, their leftist communist or their, their leftist congressmen. Well, let me ask you guys just to kind of uh, chime in here about some of the stuff that Maj was talking about. Did either of you guys hear that he was arrested in late June while doing the workshop with Woods? We were talking about it in the uh, Don posted it in the stories chat, didn't you, Don? Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. because I saw originally I had saw that Luke Rudowski had said something about it, I think, on Twitter and I couldn't find shit about it. But I know as, as insufferable as Luke can be quite often, he does have good information often. Um, and, uh, so I was just like, Hey, I don't know if it's true, but I just heard this thing that Maj just got arrested. And then we found a couple days later that, yeah, it, that what had happened. I mean, happened. Yeah. That was the extent of it. I didn't know any details of it or that right. what charges he was facing or anything like that. You know, sure. I, I, I just, I mean, people get arrested all the time in this business, you know, like the mm-hmm. activists for just for protesting and shit. So I, I figured it was something like that. I had no idea it was a weapons charge. Right. Yeah. I mean, not like I have any resources whatsoever to pull and help him for that, you know, but right. um, I mean, well, I think it's bullshit, but no, I mean, yeah, I was asking because I heard very little about it as well. I think maybe it was alerted by you, Don, in our chat and uh, found one or two tweets uh, mentioning it and retweeted it. But other than that, I don't feel like we really 
heard much about it or there was much information. I mean, luckily we're news hounds. So that was one thing I was going to mention. It was like, I just don't think there was enough like uh, momentum as far as surrounding the the incident for people to really know about it. Um, Not to say that that, that's an excuse though, because I kind of am on Maj's side there about the fact that like, there isn't a lot of money for people in the middle, right? Like the left and like the Democrats and their supporters, their donators, like they have tons of money, right? And the same could be said about the right, maybe even more. Uh, I guess that's hard to quantify, but us in the middle, like everybody who's libertarians or even moderates or just people who are politically homeless, like we don't have any momentum. We don't have any support. We don't have any big money behind us. So in that sense, it's even more critical and crucial that our support network comes from the people who actually follow us and support us rather than these super PACs or uh, these big money donate donations, you know, that usually come from, you know, the wealthy, the upper class, the billionaires and whatnot. And that's what we see usually funding the left and the right. So I, I understand where Maj's frustration comes from. And, and considering he is such a huge figure within the the two-way rights community, uh, not only in just the libertarian aspect and sphere that we're more familiar with, but even, you know, the conservative side of things. And I know a lot of times Maj will position himself more on the side of libertarianism, but I mean, he's been invited and spoke at CPAC like several times. So like he is welcome and accepted by that community. But even still, and this is what I was going to say to Maj, is that if you're too real, if you're too what they call extreme by being consistent with your principles and your values, mm-hmm. you're never going to be mainstream. Exactly. They, they won't adopt you. It doesn't matter how big of a figure you are. If you're that too was, real about this shit, they're never going to adopt you. That was one of the big points that I was going to make. And it's sort of a point that I made, Jason, I think in one of our very first conversations, like when I first came on to the, with the Free Thought Project and, and we had talked on that phone the first time, um, and you just sort of had, had sort of mentioned what had been happening since that, uh, you know, since the purge, uh, in 2018 and all that sort of shit. And I was like, bro, I didn't get into this shit for the money. I didn't get into this shit for the fame because I know that when you stay logically consistent, you ain't getting neither one. I got into it and I'm specifically coming to the free thought project because out of the, out, all of the outlets I've seen, you're one of the only ones that I've seen actually remain logically consistent in speaking the truth and, and maintaining principles above sensationalistic bullshit. And we've seen that continue on in the years since then, and especially with uh, the, the QAnon bullshit and then oh, all yeah. that, the crazy COVID stuff, like people diving further into their echo chambers and whatnot. And we're continuing to see the ideological divide continue to split further to the extremes of either side. Whereas those of us in the middle that it it almost seems like we're the only ones like, was that movie they live with Rowdy Piper? And we were like the only ones with the fucking glasses on actually seeing what's going on. (laughs) And (laughs) you know, and it's, it's just such a, a difficult position to be in when you know you're speaking truth and you know you're being logically consistent and you know that you're you know promoting the right principles not necessarily in this sort of self-righteous egocentric way but just the common sense like that does this is obvious sort of way and just seeing the insanity of one side and the insanity of the other side and they're both 
they get all the clicks and the views, and that goes into what I was talking about earlier with the, the, that tunnel vision that social media, people getting uh, used to seeing life through a screen as one of the big things. It even goes into the, our conversation with Liam out loud a little bit when you talk about the lack of identity and people hatch, latching on to these identity politics of these realities, quote unquote, that they get uh, through these screens and uh, just sort of seeing the difficult way in which those of us that are sort of in the center of common sense, I guess you could say, or uncommon sense, um, the difficulty with which it is getting messages across to people because they are so, and I think a lot of this we can hang on, uh, hang on to the mainstream media and the CIA project mockingbird type of shit, because they're the ones, even before social media became a thing that accustomed particularly the American population to these sensationalistic headlines. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. And it got people accustomed to the extreme takes of shit. And, you know, uh, when, you know, the Dan Rathers of the world sort of went to the wayside when it's like, hey, here's the facts. I'm not giving you my opinion. Here's what we know happened. Um, make of that information as you will, and turned into the what was it the, the NBC's Brian Williams? The I was there, and there were snipers and <laughs> that sort of shit, you know. And it gets people accustomed to that uh, reactionary sort of sensationalistic points of view. And since the advent of social media, it's just become a fucking cancer, dude. And it's effective. <laughs> yeah. It's affected because of the entertainment value, which I kind of touched on, you know, and I just I'm kind of worried about this, honestly. And I, I'm almost like to the point where I, I know I've shared this with you guys, but it's like I'm almost ready to tap out just because this shit is becoming so perverted and so distorted from its original intention, or at least what original intention that I had placed on it, which was, hey, we want more liberty. We want more truth in our lives. We want to make the world better for our kids. But if it's not emotionally charged, if it's not like a trending current topic, it seems like people don't care anymore. And, you know, just, I know we talked to, I talked to Matt like a month or two ago and I pointed out like an article, I can't remember, I think it was from the people's voice TV or something like that, Matt. And you were like, this is exactly why we're not succeeding anymore. It's because there's so many outlets out there that have no problem sensationalizing the content that, that could straight up lie or yeah, twist something or, you know, provide an angle that doesn't exist. I mean, you could go on to Twitter right now and go to Illuminati bot and, and you'll see these, you know, people's voice.tv articles that have thousands of shares that they reach hundreds of thousands of people. And it's like, well, it's because it's distorting the truth. It's because it's taking the truth one step further. And that's what people want right now. They don't want to just hear the basics of what's going on. They don't want to hear the principled facts or how, how it relates to our ideology. It's more of just like they want this extreme version of truth they want to be entertained you know and so to me it's starting to become glaringly obvious what's really crazy too is the people's voice is the is just an iteration of that um the known disinformation site your newswire right yeah that's what that is it's just an iteration of that and so everybody fucking knows that <laughs> you know like these people have put out lies over and over and over again and somehow they're they're able to beat the algorithm you know like we got a factual article on vaccine passports and and we put that out and you know it gets it gets wiped away from the algorithm but these people are putting out fucking blatant lies they everybody knows that they're known liars you know and and here they are like you just said with hundreds of thousands of views it's it's 
not on accident. <laughs> Mosh is back. All right, you got a little charge there, Mosh. Yeah, I got a little charge. I'm putting it on. I'm putting it on super low, and uh, I'm gonna just close the screen out and just try to talk. For sure, man. Um, well, hey, dude, we, we don't really have too much time anyway, but I did have one one yeah. question here that I think maybe maybe kind of wraps up this whole conversation. And there's that saying, or I guess it's become a meme now. It's become kind of popular over the past few years. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. That seems exactly where we're at right now. And take all the time yeah. you need on this one. But how do we evolve as a nation? How do we evolve as a movement, as a species, spiritually, mentally, and physically? So two things. One, I want to be, first, I want to acknowledge the fact that everybody that I've challenged, I've challenged them to do more. I don't want anybody to take, and I also want to highlight, again, those names of companies and orgs that have been supportive of our work. Because I, I have to make sure that people don't take things out of context. When I send a tweet out, even though I got the blue check, right? Um, people can miss context. This is not saying that no one's doing anything. I want to be very clear about that. I am challenging everyone to do more. We, and to, to the second point, which is more in alignment with your question, we have to do more. This is not, you know, when Bob Marley was shot and he, after he got shot, he still had a concert, you know, after the fact. Because what he said was the people that are trying to make this world worse aren't taking a day off. We as the liberty and freedom community have to do more. It has to be a part of your everyday routine. So when you say I'm going to stay healthy, I'm going to work out, I'm going to hit a yoga mat, I'm going to limit some of my screen time, I'm going to read more books, I'm going to learn more about finance, I'm going to learn more about civics. Those are things that should be, a, this is what you do now. This is a part of that. What we should add into our social media daily experience or however often you're on it, you need to be highlighting and challenging, highlighting the people that are doing the work, figuring out a way to support those people financially. Because if a million people gave 10 bucks to the Free Thought Project towards the endeavors of, because journalism is important. That's the reason why they're coming for free speech. It's important. So if the Free Thought Project had a million people to go, I'll give $10. That's $10 million. That's more staff. That's more resources. That's more journalistic integrity put to the forefront. Okay. So when we do that, that should be a part of what you do now. And we have to do more because the opposition already is well-funded, well-organized. They already dominate the media. Yep. They have to, like, this is what I'm challenging people to do and to think about. And the people that are clearly not, that, that I'm saying, yeah, they're doing authoritar authoritarian stuff. Yes, I don't think that they're above reproach. And yes, I don't think that they're above, um, you know, getting better. But we got to challenge them to be better. Matt Walsh isn't stupid. Brandon Tatum isn't stupid. They're, they're, go they're going with what they think is, you know, going to get those algorithms popping. Yep. We got to highlight the things to make. Why can't we make liberty make those algorithms pop? We have to do that as well. We have to do that. I'm challenging everybody to do more. And in doing more, that's how in all of those different areas of human activity, that's how we beat this matrix. That's how we do that. It's simple and plain. We can't just talk about it. We got to be about it. Indeed, every day we should be saying, what am I doing to promote? If you if you identify as a conservative, actual conservatism, 
What am I doing to promote limited government? If you're a libertarian, if you're about liberty, what am I doing to promote liberty or outreach? What businesses am I supporting? What businesses am I finding out that are anti-pro-gun, pro-freedom, anti-those things? Who can I remove from giving my money to? You are voting with your dollars and your attention. And you can do that by supporting Free Thought Project with your dollars, excuse me, and your attention. Other organizations with your dollars and your attention. So I just want to leave everybody with that. My apologies for not getting all the way in here because I'm, I'm, I'm down here in Miami working for the Green Haven Project, which is a organization in Miami that grows organic fruits and vegetables, teaches people in this rough neighborhood in Miami how to do it and gives the food away for free. I am down here learning and serving. So I was doing a lot of work. So I apologize that my phone wasn't as charged as it needed to be. But what I'm saying, guys, is where is the service? We are in the bread and circus movement. It is the football season. I'm not knocking people if you want to watch sports. But that same amount of energy, the beer that you the money that you spent on the beer and the unhealthy food. I'm not I love a steak. I love greasy food. It tastes delicious. Put a quarter of that towards the Free Thought Project. Put a quarter of that towards King Randall and the X for Boys Project. Put a quarter of that into media that you guys know is telling the actual truth that they are trying to suppress. It's not going to be Twitter. It's not. You can still put it behind Twitter, but come on, bro. Like Elon hasn't cleaned up Twitter yet fully. And, and all of these people saying, oh, you're not shadow banned. Your content just suck. No, it doesn't. They are. If, if Matt match uh, breakdown of the Twitter files and I, I'm not knocking them, they've exposed a lot of it. Right. But that means you were being suppressed. You were being shadow banned. And if we know this, we have to do more to support those platforms with our attention, sharing that attention and our dollars. All of this pretending like. We don't need resources to continue to keep this movement. This is the number one top tier reason why guys that are, because I, I think Matt Walsh and that culture war, and I keep picking on him for lack of a better term, because I think he's brilliant as it relates to, you know, highlighting the contradictions that extreme leftists are doing with trying to make our babies take these puberty blockers and cut off their genitals. Sure. I am 100% in alignment with him on that. Sure. I am not in alignment with him on saying, yeah, the government should tell you where you own. And if I'm, if I have any type of conservatism in my bone, in my body, I should be able to hold him accountable there. And he should be able to hold me accountable in areas where he think I'm not being liberty minded. That's not attack on these humans. It's me saying we have to challenge us to be better. But the reason why some of those guys do it to you guys' point earlier is, hey, if people seem to go there or the algorithms are uh, championing it, then, OK, we'll make millions of dollars by doing that. Liberty is popular. We have to do more to make it. That's why all, to, to, to be on the algorithms. That's why you got guys like Trump saying things like, yeah, if I'm if I'm now, I don't know if he'll do it, but if I'm reelected. I want to get rid of the Department of Education. That is a libertarian statement for the last 40 years, period. And if they're taking our talking points that and people are championing it, that means the Overton window has shifted. We have to do more. We cannot be complacent. And if that means I got to look like, again, the bitter baby mom where I'm challenging our conservative and libertarian brothers and sisters to do more. And I'm talking about guys and women without the platform. You got a social media page. 
Highlight the Free Thought Project every day, once a day, on all of your platforms. Period. You can go back two, three years. It's dope-ass interviews for you guys to copy and paste in your links. Do it, man. Do it. There are public servants currently advocating so comfortable to say, I don't think that my constitutional oath is uh, consistent or I don't have to consistently maintain it. If they're actively saying that, they are, we are in a bad space. And so these are the areas that if we're promoting these things, highlighting them, getting behind the work of people doing the work, you know, and highlighting the people while still, I want all of the people that took my tweet that I said earlier, I want them to challenge me publicly so I can clarify what I'm saying publicly. Because I don't want Firearms Policy Coalition, Next Level Training, those got uh, Justin over at Phoenix Ammo. I don't want that to get lost in the sauce. They have been supportive, right? But I'm challenging everybody to do more. I want everybody to challenge me publicly. Challenge me publicly. The, the Constitution wasn't written in like a day. Yesterday was Constitution Day. It wasn't written by dudes just agreeing all of a sudden on one day. They struggled around these ideas. And we have to struggle to maintain them. We are at the tail end of the 200 years that traditionally a constitutional republic exists. America could not be here anymore. It could not be here. The way that the landmass will be here. But the way that we say that we, this American dream, it is under attack. And so... I'll be the guy that goes over to, you know, the hill first and take those arrows, you know, but uh, I want to be I want to be careful that it's not taken out of context. And I want to still clear up, clarify the context that I'm challenging everyone to do more. If you drink this, if this weekend you drank watching the Super Bowl, excuse me, the, 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 see, I don't even, that's how much I'm into <laughs> watching, you know what I'm saying? Watching, watching football, right? If you had four Coronas or whatever drink is your drink of choice. I challenge you next week to drink half of that, drink more water, work out, and give two of those beers. Put that money towards the Free Thought Project. Put that money towards Black Guns Matter. Put that money towards the X for Boys. Put that money towards uh, Scott Pressler. Scott Pressler has been quietly grinding, going into leftist cities, converting people into, you know, I'm not a Republican, but that's ground, you know, going from, if I get somebody going from a Democrat, to switching their political affiliation to Republican, I'll take it. That's progress. I'll take it. Why, 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 why doesn't Scott, Pre I mean, I'm not counting his pockets, but he should have $10 million in his war chest. I'm not just talking about me, guys. The people that are doing the work, I am challenging everyone passionately, passionately with love and empathy and firm energy to do more. Don't drink four beers, three beers next week at the, super, at the football thing. Next week, drink one or two and say, yo, I spent $20 on drinks. I'm going to put 10 towards some folks doing the work. That's how we can get better because you highlight. Then the algorithms will, like politicians, will go towards where the energy is. Our smart guys that I'm going to always pick on when they make an authoritarian statement, those guys feel more comfortable talking about liberty as is, if they really believe in it. They will go where the resources will go. We have to do more to let them know that it's all right and you will be financially, politically, socially, and spiritually championed if you are expressing what actual conservatism is, not authoritarianism is. If you're highlighting what, you know, uh, actual free market enterprise is, not cronyism. If you're championing what liberty actually is, not what some, a few goofballs in New Hampshire tweet. 
If you do that, <laughs> you need you need to know that you will be supported. I'm telling y'all right now, I get a little bit of support, but we need we need three million dollars, man. I've given away six hundred thousand. Let's raise three million. And so I'll end with that and and with, you know, where everybody can support our work, because I talked about a lot of organizations and I'll, I'll use myself as taking the arrows. I'll be the lightning rod. But if you were going to donate a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars to Black Guns Matter and the Solutionary Center this week, donate half of that to one of the organizations that I said. Our, our, our website to donate is givesendgo.com forward slash solutionary. Givesendgo.com forward slash solutionary. We need 2,800 donors at the $100 level to be done with all of our fundraising, to be done with it. You know, if unfortunately I got to I got to catch some jail time for standing up for what I believe in with this Constitution thing, with the Second Amendment thing, I want them to be so upset because we get the Solutionary Center fully, you know, bought outright. And we have a year and a half for the remainder of this year and next year worth of classes already paid for. And then we make that model viable. And then we get with some really, really rich guys and we try to duplicate that model. It should be in every major city across America. And that's our goal. So $280,000 left to raise. That's what the fund we've already raised over the last few years and given away about $600,000. Um, and I, I just want to be clear about that. What's the intent and what that money has already went to and what this next year and a half worth of bread is going to go towards. So we do need help. Everybody, givesendgo.com forward slash solutionary. If you want it to be a $100 donor, cool. Give half of that. We need 2,800 of those. If you wanted to give that, give half of that to one of the organizations that I said this week. And then if we got to go hard again for another week to get that $280,000 raised, cool. Give half of that money that you was going to raise. Figure out a way to give that to the Free Thought Project, bro. We need journalists. We need people that are like not stressed about, damn, can I write this this way? Or, or damn, am I going to offend some, some sponsors? We don't have to live that way if we as a community get behind these folks. So I'm openly saying, if you were going to be one of those $2,800, $100 donors this week, give half of it to the Free Thought Project, give half of it to another organization that I was saying, or something. Or if you're balling like that, Give $100 to ours and give $100 to one of those other orgs that you pick. But we have to do more, guys. And I say this from a very, very loving, passionate, family member perspective. And, I, and I'll land my plane there. No, I, I appreciate that, Maj. And you're absolutely right, dude. You said a lot of truth right there. And, you know, big thanks for all the support and shout outs you've given to us, not only on this episode, but just on social media. I constantly see it, bro. So thank you so much for that, man. And you're right, dude. Freedom is popular. I mean, we, we only have to look to the the most recent Tucker Carlson interview with uh, Javier Malay. Is that how you say his name? I'm not quite sure, but he was the Argentina's uh, presidential primary candidate who won. And he seems to be one of the, the most popular libertarians are out there right now. Uh, some are even saying that that interview was maybe the most uh, viewed anarcho-capitalist interview ever. So uh, yeah. we're certainly making some some strides in the right direction. But as Maj said, you know, things are escalating. Uh, things are happening fast here, guys. The G20 group just announced a global plan for CBDCs, which we covered on the Free Thought Project. Definitely check that out. Uh, we just added a shitload more money to the debt uh, in just one month. Um, 
we have troops in Poland waiting to cross over to the border in Ukraine. So things are happening. It's important that we are speaking out and uh, not getting distracted by some of this entertainment information that's out there. So we have to be vigilant in that sense. All right, free thinkers, this episode is nearing the end. We wanted to take this time to remind you, if you found value in this conversation, please consider hitting that like button and subscribing to the Free Thought Project podcast on your preferred platform of choice. It's an easy, no-cost way to support us and ensure you never miss an episode. Also, the Free Thought Project operates primarily on the generosity of our listeners. If you believe in our mission and support our cause, please consider donating or subscribing by going to the membership tab at the top of our website. Your contributions ensure we are able to continue our important work having these important conversations, and your donations help us do just that. Lastly, if you're part of an organization or own a business that aligns with our mission and values, we are currently inviting sponsorships for our podcast. This is a fantastic opportunity to promote your product or make your brand visible to our engaged audience while supporting meaningful discourse. Thank you for your support, Freethinkers, and as always, thank you for listening. I know that hoodie season is uh, officially, we're entering it right now. Is there any popular hoodies that you got on deck? And also, is there any other, uh, anything else that you'd like to plug while we're at it? Yeah, man, we got a sale because they about to try to trot the whole mask and jab thing back out. We have a sale. If everybody goes over to our, uh, follow me on Twitter, everybody, and I'll, the link is there. We got a sale on that fuck that mask, fuck that vaccine shirt. <laughs> for 40 bucks so it's that's the summertime end of summer uh thing but we also have the lgbtq plus let's get biden to quit plus kamala hoodies it's hoodie season on the way yes 25 bucks everybody go grab the merch uh that's on blackgunsmattershop.com and if everybody follows me on twitter i'll, I'll make that that you know i'll keep running those tweets back but yeah that's on the etsy page two for 20 on the etsy page blackgunsmattershop.com Grab some merch. Grab that Let's Get Biden to Quit plus Kamala hoodie for 25 bucks. Because it's warm now. Obviously, like I said, I'm in Miami right now. But um, it's warm here. But the rest of the world is not as warm as Miami. And it's it, them, them nighttime uh, breezes is hitting. So we got a little bit of time. We want, we want Biden out of there. This has been the worst. The worst. I, I don't know. Like maybe... Maybe the, the you know the, the Jekyll Island energy from that past administration might be equally bad, but this administration has been horrible, and so um, you know we just want everybody to you know if you're comfortable wearing your disdain for authoritarian regimes, grab a hoodie for twenty five bucks, grab the fuck that vaccine, fuck that mask combo for forty bucks, and uh, thank you all for your support and thank you guys again, for, for allowing me this platform and um, allowing me to plug stuff, the givesingo.com forward slash solutionary page. And again, as I say all of the time when I leave this uh, platform, support always, obviously, but also, guys, make sure that we are being kind to each other. I hope that the words that I've said to everyone today understand it is passionate, but it is from a place of kindness and love. And concerned, love. concerned. You're concerned, man. Correct. Yeah. 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 No, I, I get it, dude. And uh, just real quick, guys, Maj has the best shirts. So definitely check that out. I'm actually wearing the Freedom uh, Over Everything shirt right now. Of course, you guys can't see that. But Maj, there's a lot of people who say the right things. You know, they, they look the right way. They get a lot of 
attention for their words on social media, but you're different, dude. And uh, that's why we, we appreciate you so much. You're, you're in the streets, you're at the Solutionary Center, you're impacting people's lives, you're educating them, you're empowering them. So, I mean, obviously you have a social media presence, but it's more than that for you because you put action behind those words and you never slow down, man. So I, I wish we could do more at the Free Thought Project to support you, but the best we could do right now is amplify your message and uh, stand behind your work. So hopefully this podcast gets you on a few more people's radars and uh, get you some more of that much needed funding. So thanks for joining us today, dude. And uh, we appreciate your time. Hopefully we'll have you on again sometime soon. Thanks, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all stay frosty out there. Right on, brother. All right, peace.